It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. So here's the thing. For last 90 days, every week we pick a different theme, and this week's theme is fear. And with fear, we're going to talk today about the possibility, the question, can you turn your fear into motivation, right? Your fear is going to exist. And yesterday we talked about really trying to figure out how to tell the difference between real fear and unreal fear, how to find a way to like in the things that are unreal, pour a light of truth on those things so that you can, oh man, the Noah's angry. What? Oh geez, not in the middle of a conversation about fear. Come on now. Oh, geez. It, you know, it's raining outside today. I got my vest on because of the rain. Anyway, we were talking yesterday about being able to really get under the hood and identify which of your fears is real, which of your fears is not real. And if you have unreal fear, freeing yourself from that unreal fear so that you're able to move forward and pursue the things in your life. Today, I want to talk about the, the question, the idea of can you turn your fear into motivation? So I can remember a time when I was in the midst of being the most stuck. I love you. Have a good day. I love you. Um, I was the most stuck. It was maybe three years ago. I'm sitting in the backyard of our home and my boys and I had created this habit of sitting in our hot tub, the jacuzzi, where we would have a conversation about anything that came to their mind. I had created a set of rules that was like, look, ask any question. I will do anything that I will answer it in as honest a way as I possibly can. Let me know if you have a question. I'm happy to, I'm happy to try and answer it. So I um, sat there one day, like three years ago, and we're, sit we're having a conversation. And one of my boys says, what are you most afraid of? What are you most afraid of? And out of my mouth, right? He's like fishing for tarantulas. He's fishing for scorpions. And out of my mouth falls, I'm most afraid of not living up to my potential. Right? Just blah. And man, the idea of not living up to my potential as a thing that I was afraid of, now having been thrown into the ether as a thing that I talked about openly with him, became a massive motivator for me because I'm still able to take advantage of every ounce of talent and every resource available and every day I have left on this planet to try and make this thing that I'm afraid of not something that could actually come to pass. And in that day, I started on a, on a mission to get out of my own way, to change so many things in my life that at the time were keeping me from fully utilizing the potential that was inside of my body. So I found a way in this story to start a journey that was super motivating. It didn't mean that my fear didn't exist. My fear of not living up to my potential is something that existed as much three years ago as it exists today. But I take the fact that that fear exists and I use it to show up well for my life every single day, every single day, every single day. That's right. 
And so the question is, how do we turn our fear into motivation? The thing is, like, nothing makes you more uncomfortable than fear, right? So you know your fear is going to exist. Fear is something that's going to provoke discomfort. If there's a way for you to tap into the reality that that discomfort is going to exist and catalyze you into action so that you can push past whatever that fear is and become a stronger, better person, push past whatever that fear is and create for you the life that you say you want, push past whatever that fear is and become the parent they deserve, become the, the, the partner that they deserve, become the boss that they need. I love you, brother. Have a great day. You're like, right? You're going to have the fear and in and, and your fear of not being accepted, your fear of not living into your potential, your fear of pain, disease, of injury, your fear of looking like a fool, whatever that is, it's going to exist. The question is, how can you take that fear and turn it into something that provokes action and that in those actions, you're able to overcome that fear. You're able to use that fear for good rather than bad, right? Fear is wired into our brains because it comes from this crazy primal place where years and years and years, like thousands of years ago, fear was about survival. Fear was like a flight, a fight or flight reflex when the world introduced things on a scale completely different than the scale that we are working through today, right? And so when it was previously about like living or dying, surviving the attack of a beast or not, falling into a you know pitfall, a, 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 a hole that could open up in the earth, a, a snake that could, you know, get whatever it was back in the kind of prehistoric days. That fear reflex exists in you. And even though the world has changed and the complexity of your fear has changed, it has not. Now, what's interesting is that same fight or flight reflex is the thing that marketers play on every single day. Marketers? What do you mean marketers? I mean like there are people whose exclusive job it is to sell you things. They work actively every day to convince you of your lack. They convince you every day to you know, really make you worry that if you don't buy their thing, you'll be on the outside of what's cool, what's acceptable, what's normal, what's decent, what's clean, right? Marketers are playing on your fear every single day, and that fear has you buying antibacterial soap and bottled water and $6 coffees and alarm systems and vitamins you can't pronounce. Like Everything that marketers do is an attempt to take your fear and turn your fear into their commerce. And the question you have to ask is, dang it, if advertising, if marketers are so convincing and compelling and effective in playing on my fear, is there a way that I could turn this on myself in a way that provokes a positive outcome, right? How can we take that fear and be the ones that lead ourselves on the flight or flight mission to return to something that feels more safe as opposed to letting someone else lead us? When our fear is triggered, when our fear is turned on, when our fight or flight system is initiated, our first reaction is to try and get back to a place of comfort. Our first reaction is to get to a place of safety, to avoid that fear, to get away from those emotions. And if we don't know our way back, 
If we are unfamiliar with how to get back to safety, we will follow whoever shows us that path, right? You'll listen to whoever, because in that state, you're a little less rational, okay? So in that state, when you're a little less rational and you find yourself triggered by your fear, the voice that will take you back to a place of safety is the voice you will listen to. Sometimes that voice is a marketer, someone who is using advertising to convince you that the best way to get back to safety and security is to buy their thing. A lot of times that voice is a lie that you have believed from your childhood that when you get provoked with fear, you reach for a thing that previously led you out of the woods and into something safe, even though it did it through negative means, even though they did it through, even though it did it through something that didn't serve you. Because safety, even if it's through bad means, safety, even through, even if it's through negative coping mechanisms, safety, even if it's through things that actually prevent you from getting to where you'd like to go, is more important in that moment of fight or flight than anything if you don't have a good plan. And so the question is, how do we turn our fear into motivation? How do you turn your fear into something positive? You've got a game plan for it. You are going to be triggered by fear. But the way you associate fear and that trigger as a vehicle for you to reach for something positive instead of something negative is the difference between you showing up well for your life and getting shackled down by fear and making bad choices. Getting shackled down by fear and having that fear and the people who've led you out of the woods into safety lead you regardless of what that path might feel like. It probably isn't going to be in your best interest if you're being led by someone who has a commercial gain to gain out of you listening to them. Right? If somebody's convincing you that the only way for you to return to safety when you have been provoked by fear is to buy their thing, you're, you're potentially in trouble. Doesn't mean that like there isn't something that, you know, could be a, a great resource for you, but you have to just be conscientious of the fact that someone playing on your fear of being left out, someone playing on your fear of not being enough, someone playing on your fear of not being healthy enough, someone playing on your fear, whatever it might be, when they have a commercial benefit to gain by convincing that, convincing you of that, you just have to be conscientious of what their motivation is and whether that motivation is aligned with your very, very best interests, right? There are, there are so many things that make sense when you think about it from just an evolutionary perspective, just from the beginning of time. Here's how we were wired. When we were wired this way, it was about continuing to live in an environment of threatening stuff. But now that like the predators of our life are different than the predators that existed 10,000 years ago, the things that we have to do with our brains have to change, but they're not gonna change without us actively changing them, right? Your, your, your wiring is your wiring is your wiring, and you have to actively rewire and reframe the way that you perceive fear, or you will just fall into the habit loop that has existed for humanity over 10,000 years, right? The thing that's interesting about fear, the thing that's really interesting about fear is that fear has always tended to be a predictor of something exciting that is about to happen next. 
Okay, fear is a predictor of something exciting that is about to happen next. Now, exciting can be something that's great. Exciting can be something that's not great. But fear is this anticipation of the unknown, is the anticipation of what might happen, the uncontrollability of what's next. But it is always usually around something that is exciting and about to happen. Okay, so the question ends up being if all of the exciting next steps in your life are crouching right behind some amount of fear, what would it mean to figure a way through that fear? What would it mean to motivate yourself with that fear so that you can actually receive the thing that's standing on the other side of it? Right. I, I read this interesting article on Elite Daily and there were five things, five things um, that you ought to think about when you are approaching fear. And I thought they were like such like simple, practical advice. Um, five great reasons to feel fear and then move forward anyway. Five great reasons to feel fear and move forward anyway. Fear means something important is about to happen. Okay. So when you start to fear fear, when you start to feel fearful, can you think about what does this fear suggest is coming? What does this fear suggest might be on the other side of this fear? What would taking this risk potentially unlock this thing that sits on the opposite side of the other side of fear? What might exist, right? It, it usually means that something's about to change and change can be disarming, can be uncomfortable, can be something that like is a trigger for fear for you, but change creates opportunity, right? Change creates opportunity. And so when something is about to change, something is about to happen, something important sits on the other side of this fear, you can either stay anchored in not wanting to experience this thing that's about to happen, or you can reframe the way that you think about the possibility of unlocking what happens in change, which is opportunity, right? So there is an opportunity in change and if you can see that maybe it can reframe the way that you when you feel fear get excited about opportunity instead of worried about what might happen right it's easy 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 to run from fear but if you run from fear you're deciding to stay in one place forever okay so there are there are certainly people who would say like batten down the old hatches i'm afraid i'm just going to try and hold on and weather the storm but if you are a person who when fear rears its head and it's going to happen no matter what, and you decide, I am not going to face this fear. I'm not going to work through this fear. I'm not going to try and grow from this fear. I don't want the opportunity that can come from this fear. I am going to just stay here. You're choosing to stay stuck. You're choosing to stay in one place. You're choosing to, instead of pushing through it and having to work through it and having to potentially fail because of it, you're deciding to stay in one place. If you've created a vision for where you'd like to be 10 years from now, fantastic. I hope that you have. I hope that that vision of where you'd hope to be 10 years from now isn't exactly where you're standing today. I really hope that it's not exactly where you're standing today. I hope that it's a bigger, more fuller, more tapped into the potential that you have been gifted version of yourself. And if that's the case, boom. You're going to have to choose that when fear shows up, you are going to charge toward that fear because fear means change and in change comes opportunity. Okay. Number two. So the first thing was 
that you have to recognize, you have to recognize that fear means that something important is about to happen. Two, embracing fear means embracing growth, right? Like, I know I've grown in just a, a ton. Holy cow. I have grown so much in the last three years, and I have had to hold growing more than I ever have had in the last three years and reaching into places that made me fearful, persevering through things that scared me, doing things that were unconventional and like swimming in a sea of my own insecurity and my own worry for what other people might think. Embracing fear meant embracing growth. If I was interested in fulfillment, which was the beginning of this journey, right? Sitting in the spa, I am afraid of not tapping into and fully using my potential. I was unfulfilled because of the underutilization of my potential. And so the catalyst for me making massive life change was I got to go chase things that scare me so that I can be fulfilled. Embracing fear means embracing growth. If you're going to do things that are unfamiliar to you, they will have you grow. And the unfamiliarity is the thing that is most likely to provoke your fear. And you should do it because of the fear of the unfamiliar, because that's how you'll grow. It takes rewiring your brain. It takes consciously choosing that you are interested, even though it's uncomfortable, maybe because it's uncomfortable, of persevering and pushing through something that most people turn away from, that people who live a mediocre life would never actually actively run toward. It's hard. Yes, it's hard. Trust me, I am living the very best version of my life. Right now, today, 44 years old, I am living my best life. And I am working through the hardest things I've ever worked through before because I've decided to embrace my fears as a vehicle for growth because I understand what I hope you're understanding, that growth and fulfillment are completely tied. You cannot embrace growth and not embrace fear. And if you're interested in fulfillment, you have to grow. So the only way that you can be fulfilled is to embrace your fear. Number three, even when you fail you'll be happy that you tried. Even when you fail, you'll be happy when, that you tried. I, like I talked yesterday about how much I hate the idea of failing. I hate the idea of doing things that aren't working as well as I'd like. I'm frustrated on an almost every single day basis by the pursuit of awesomeness falling just a bit short. And yet, I feel so good about how much we as an organization, how much I as a leader, how much we as a couple have grown by this constant pursuit of things that we are likely to fail at for the opportunity in that failure to learn and become better. You have to, have to. It is a mandate. It's a must. You want to live a better life? You want to have a life that leads that example that you hope that your kids will follow? You need to put yourself in positions where you can fail and completely, completely change the way that you have given weight to failure. If you are still anchoring yourself to the idea that failure makes you anything negative, that people who fail are in some ways lacking or some ways inadequate or in some ways not enough, you will not live a full life. You will not be the model that you'd hope for for your kids. You will not show up as the partner your parent. Your, the, you will not show up as the partner that your husband or wife deserves. You just won't. You need to change the way that you think about failure. Even if you fail, you'll be happy that you tried. And here's the inverse of that. 
If you decide that you are going to let failure dictate what you'll try, you'll never try anything. And in the absence of trying, and, well, you'll never try anything that matters. You'll never try anything that forces you to grow. You'll never try anything that will actually push you beyond what you are capable of to redraw what you think you are capable of. And in that, you are, again, choosing a station of mediocrity. Dang it, don't do that. We only have so many days on this planet. Don't do that. Like there, the, You have to think about the opposite in this case because if you don't reach for something that you can fail at, you're choosing to stay stuck. You're choosing to stay static and static will not afford you fulfillment. Number four, fear happens anyway. You might as well make friends with it. Fear happens anyway. Fear happens anyway. Fear happens anyway. You might as well find a way to use the fact that it exists no matter what and turn it into fuel. You're, it's, it's not like we're going to come up with some hacks that are going to all of a sudden make you someone who is completely immune to fear. Fear is wired into your brain because it exists for the history of humanity walking this planet. You're never going to get away from fear. And by the way, fear, there are certainly, there's, there's some healthiness in fear. What you have to though do is rewire, reframe the way that you think about how that fear is for you. And this fear happens just, just make friends with it. Fear happens. You might as well think differently about how it happening no matter what is going to be something that you have to turn into fuel. Turn into something that can be motivating. Turn into something that will create for you, especially if you're motivated like I am, which is I'm not necessarily motivated on an every single day basis. Well, good. I get scared all the time. I'm fearful all the time. How can I turn that fear into action, into something that would have me staying put? It like... When you get scared, when I get scared, I'll tell you this. When I get scared, I used to do things to try and mute that being scared. Negative coping mechanisms. Now I'm not going to think about being scared. I'll have a drink. Now I'm not going to think about being scared. I'm just going to like withdraw. And the only way that I've been able to lead this team well, the only way that we've been able to pursue an exceptional relationship has been stepping closer and closer to the fear so that I could understand what was provoking me in the first place and how I could weaponize the fear into something positive. It is going to exist. Thank you for the gift. Let's go. Thank you for the fear. I appreciate it. What am I going to go do now? Let's go. And then the fifth thing is every time you're overcome by fear, every time you're overcome by fear, every time you're overcome by fear, you are stronger. So not every time you, you, you're overcome. Every time you overcome fear. <laughs> every time you overcome fear. Not when you're overcome by fear, but every time you overcome fear. Right? Every time you overcome fear, you're stronger. You're going to go into a scenario where you haven't handled something previously. And in handling it, even on a small scale, you're going to train yourself that you can handle it. When you're trying like training for a run and you start and you can't run for a single mile without stopping, you start by just trying to get to a place where you can run one single mile. And then once you can, wow, you know that you can, you go for two miles and then maybe for three miles, but you start in bits. The same thing happens with your fear, right? Like you, you have to find ways Every time that you like endure something, that you conquer something, that you work through something that you've been afraid of, you become stronger from it. And if you're interested in being stronger and who isn't interested in being stronger, 
then you running toward fear and taking a bit of a bite every day is going to change the way that you think about fear being something that you can overcome. You can overcome it. You can overcome it. Uh, I was reading this New York Times article and there is a word. Uh, it was like a, a thesaurus day. I learned a new word. It's called hormesis. Hormesis? Hormesis. H-O-R-M-E-S-I-S. Hormesis. And it's a phenomenon where something that could significantly impair you or even kill you in high doses, it, it makes you stronger in lower doses, right? Hormesis? I don't know how to say the word. It doesn't matter. It's not, this isn't vocabulary day on the Start Today Morning Show. But the important thing is there are things that scientifically are acknowledged to be things that will make you stronger if you take them in small doses. Something that could kill you or impair you, if you take it in small doses and survive it, it makes you stronger. The idea of doing a bicep curl, right? If you like broke down the muscle completely, your maybe arm would fall off, it would break, I don't know. But here, if you like do it a little bit, then rest, then do it a little bit more, then you build the muscle. It's like a vaccine. You give yourself a little tiny bit of the disease and you now become resistant to the disease. It's like, I heard like, please, I'm not a doctor, don't do this, but I heard that there was um, someone who was trying to work through a, an allergy. And so they had like a very, very small amount of, I don't know if it was honey for bees or if it was a peanut for a peanut allergy, but like, again, don't, don't listen to the things that I'm saying, but the idea of taking a very small dose of something like that so that slowly over time, you're able to build a resistance to you become stronger against whatever it was that was previously attacking you. You have that power. You have that ability. It, you can do, you can do the work of facing your feel in small doses and in those small doses have something that builds up that makes you stronger from those things that, yeah, people are saying allergy shots. Exactly. It's an allergy shot, right? It's a flu shot. Right? You're taking a flu shot, you're getting a little tiny bit of flu, and the fact that you now have a little flu in your body is something that's going to help keep you from getting the actual flu. Like when I got the darn cedar fever last year, some local honey was a thing that I was taking in small doses, and I took in taking it, kept me from being as uh, available to the blooming of some cedar and, and, and making me get sick. The bottom line is, you have to reframe and change the way that you're thinking about Walking toward your fear about how you charge toward the possibility that in your fear there is motivation and how in challenging the way that you think about your usual fight or flight from things that make you feel uncomfortable, you may in fact get to a place where you are stronger because of having endured, even in small doses, something that you thought you couldn't to retrain your brain into it becoming something that you can Y'all, we made it to the last five minutes of the Start Today Morning Show talking about fear today as a thing that we are all going to hopefully work a little bit on changing the way we think about. Uh, fear is going to exist no matter what, so you might as well just jump on the old train toward uh, how it can be for you as, a, as opposed to how it's ultimately going to destroy you. It's not going to destroy you. It could actually make you stronger, but you just have to change the way that you think about it uh, since we didn't do it yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is 
There's no Rach here. Where's Rach? Nobody knows. She's lost. She's lost. Uh, hey, before we go, I am excited to every single human being who has signed up to come and join us in Charleston, South Carolina at Rise Business. Rise Business? Yes. Rise Business. It is happening the 7th through the 9th. It's like nine days from now. Unbelievable. Nine days from now. Uh, so I'm excited to see everybody who's there. If you are interested in going, it is the greatest collection of speakers maybe ever on a stage to talk about business. It is a once in a lifetime, I truly mean it, kind of thing. And we are done selling tickets tomorrow. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Uh, there's a few hundred tickets left. Uh, if you are interested, this is your last call. Last call for tickets. Uh, we would love to have you join us. It is going to be three days of practical, tactical teaching on how to scale your career or scale your business. I am certain it is going to be one of the greatest events that we have ever thrown. So let's go. Uh, Ray Ray Hollis is going to be on Good Morning America tomorrow, the uh, little television program that's trying to compete with this very morning show. I don't know. Are more people talking about Good Morning America or this ri this rise this uh, start today morning show i'm not sure it's it's like a tie from what i can tell on the internet but the bottom line is uh she will be on in the eight o'clock hour tomorrow i'm excited for her and then she is flying immediately from gma up to toronto where she's going to be teaching and preaching and doing all the things with a crew of humans in an audience in toronto then she comes back here so i'm gonna be back here tomorrow just little old me holding down the fort of the Start Today Morning Show. I appreciate y'all being here. Uh, we'll do Q&A for a couple of minutes. Are there any questions before we go charge into the day and change the way we think about fear? Fear. Look at this vest. It's vest weather here in Texas, everybody. It's a little vesty out. It's, uh, it's nice. Uh, let's see... Uh, do we get some of your book this week? Darn right. We got 19 weeks to go on my book. So I'm going to tomorrow. You know what? Tomorrow we'll get into a little conversation around my job, my job transition and how fear played a role in that. And I will read from a chapter about my identity and this job. Uh, which new cover of the Start Today journals is my favorite? Oh, man. I like the marble one, personally. But uh, the pink, interestingly, the pink one was one that I originally was not as on board with. And it has completely, totally grown on me. I, I actually really like it. When are your book tour dates going to be released? Uh, I think we'll announce them shortly. We're uh, just finishing up the cities. I think there's 22 cities. That's a lot of cities. Holy cow. Uh, it doesn't start until the book itself actually comes out. So it'll be the week of March 10th where I start hitting cities, but I'm doing three cities a week or so for eight weeks. Holy cow. I'll miss my family. I know. Uh, is Toronto on the tour? Darn right, it'll be on the tour. Are you going to come to Europe with your book tour? I will come to Europe, but it won't be in the initial burst. It's going to be a little bit later. But yes, I am going to come. Uh, there's a whole host of, I mean, with 22 cities, I'm coming to a city near you. Literally. Like, David, will it be within driving distance? Yes. If you're watching this right now and you live in the United States of America and don't live in Alaska or Hawaii, I'm telling you right now, I'm coming to a city near you. Uh, let's see. 
Ba, 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 ba. What else do you want to know? Where will the tour hit in the South? I don't remember, uh, but I think we're going to a city in Florida. We're going to a city uh, like Atlanta. We're going to a whole host of cities. Will Bob make an appearance on the tour? Heck no. She's the cutest baby in the entire universe, but would not travel well on a book tour. Uh, so no, I can't do it. Is Rise San Diego business? Nope. Rise San Diego is the women's conference, three-day women's conference, change your darn life. Will there be different speakers at San Diego Rise? There will be some different speakers, some that you know, some that are new, um, but we'll announce those when we get closer. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rise San Diego military scholarship? Sure. Send a note to hello at theholisco.com if you are interested in a scholarship for one of our events. Let them know um, what's going down in your world and what you'd like to attend and we'll see if we can help. Will the journals ship to Canada? Yep, the new journals are coming out November 4th. They are going to ship to Canada. Bless. The Goal Getter Boxes, God bless America. The Goal Getter Boxes are finally going to be um, sent out. I wish that they weren't coming out right in line with the shops like, like launching, but this is just kind of what happened. It is what it is. We just went through the Goal Getter Box for, um, for my coaching, and my Goal Getter Boxes are going to come out uh, in March. So uh, if you end up doing coaching with me next year and decide to you know, commit for the year, you're going to get something uh, like eight months earlier. Not that there's any competition whatsoever. I just want to make sure we get it out there for sure. Uh, will we be doing a rise business in Southern California? San Clemente would be great. Yo, I used to live in San Clemente. No kidding, it would be great. Went to San Clemente High School. No, we're not coming to San Clemente, but will we maybe have a rise business event in California? I don't know. I'm not sure. When does the Target line launch? The Target line launches the last week of December. The last week of December. That's exciting. Uh, what about the app? We are like the interface of the app. When you see the app, it's going to blow your mind. The app is the coolest. I mean, absolutely the coolest thing. The, uh, <laughs> the, the music licensing is the thing that has taken a little bit more time. So... Uh, I'd love to tell you when exactly it's going to come, but I don't want to make promises I can't keep. So yeah, we're working on it. I, I promise, though, it is, it's so amazing. It's so great. What's included in the target line? I'm not allowed to tell you yet, but it's cool. Like, it's really quite amazing stuff. I'm super, super excited. It's going to be fantastic. And they're going to have a little shipper, like a little rolling rack, a little thing that like goes in the middle of the aisle with Rachel Hollis. Like, she's doing a little pose. You can take a little, like, Anyway, it's, uh, it looks fantastic. I'm very excited about that. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, where can I figure out how to schedule myself for more efficiency? Well, we use an app to organize our life, not an ad. It's called Cozy, C-O-Z-I. Um, but they have these different apps that you can use that allow you to kind of go day by day with you and um, anybody in your life that uh, maybe help you plan like what you're having for dinner or how you're going to pick up one human or another. So check that out. What about a couples course? Yep, the couples course. Uh, we're working on trying to have it come out in the first quarter of next year. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. How do you ever stop? I feel like you guys are so busy. Yeah, I feel like we're so busy too. Here's the thing. When you're doing work that you love, when you're doing work that you are chasing, like if your why is really aligned with your work, then it doesn't end up feeling a ton like work. So um, there are components of this job that definitely feel like work, but 
when you're like we're going after impact and impact is a thing that like is fuel and so when um we're doing things that feel like they're working on that impact measure, then it doesn't feel like it's um, tiring necessarily. So um, good news is Rachel's last speaking engagement of 2019 is tomorrow. So when she gets back, she's like really just settling into working on the stuff that we are creating ourselves, the stages that we will create, and, uh, and we'll do that. Uh, let's see. How does a wife help her husband who's on a growth journey without becoming overbearing? Crush your personal growth journey, personal growth journey. Showcase the benefits of it because of how much you're growing, how amazing you are without rubbing in the fact that you're doing it and he's not. Leave a little bit of breadcrumbs along the way for how you're indulging in this work, whether it's books or conferences or fitness, whatever it might be. Um, if the more that you can just show what it's been for you, um, it will hopefully lead him to ask a better set of questions on how he can reach for that same thing. You cannot tell someone, you cannot uh, make someone uh, want to be motivated. It's just an impossibility. They will not. In fact, if you push or try too hard, you will uh, likely push them out of being interested in the first place. Um, Y'all, have a fantastic Tuesday. I uh, will see you back here tomorrow on the Start Today Morning Show. Uh, choose, choose to see your fear as an opportunity, not as something to run from. The more that you can step toward it and see what is exciting just on the other side of it, it'll change the way that you experience life. I hope you have a fantastic Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at the Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die.